Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted He said sorry Guillermo But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a vampire You're a hunter Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Sorted. I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is inherently flawed and sorting even more so, but it's still fun to view characters in this way. It's episode 69. Nice. Nice. So we're going to sort something sexy. We're going to sort the sexiest show on television. Why is your sexy voice like some version of Zap Brannigan? Because Zap Brannigan is a very good <laughs> sexy voice to do. I can't do Matt Berry, but I can do Zap Brannigan. Nah. <laughs> Uh, I hate that noise. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners don't love it either. This is an audio medium. <laughs> uh, speaking of Matt Berry, though, uh, we are sorting what we do in the shadows. But! <laughs> but! <laughs> Such a good joke. Um, specifically the TV show. Because as we've just discovered in Alex's case, we have not sorted... The original movie. M- movie. I movie. thought that we had. Alex thought we'd sorted the movie. No. We didn't. No. We but, didn't sort the movie. But the show's got more characters and more material. Yeah, to we work probably with. thought about sorting the movie and then was like, oh no, there's like five characters. Yeah. Also, Zeitgeist. Yes. Like the TV show is current and relevant. And it's so good. But! <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> Not to put anyone else down, because there's plenty of other good stuff, too. Matt Berry is the best part of the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Everything we... Like, all of your favorite things about the show are Matt Berry. Except for just Guillermo existing. Sure. I love Guillermo but very much. The bat joke. The bat joke. The dog making noises. Um, the, the bat joke. Jackie Daytona. And Jackie Daytona <laughs> are your favorite bits. Uh, if you haven't watched What We Do in the Shadows, absolutely watch What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, it's a mockumentary you... about vampires. It's very funny. Based Sexual. on... There's a lot of sexy stuff. Um, Based on the movie by Taika Waititi and... Jermaine Clement? Jermaine Clement? Yeah. <laughs> also, to be clear, when we say there's a lot of sexy stuff, there's really not actual sexy stuff. There's a lot of discussion <laughs> of sexy stuff. There's an episode where they're planning an orgy. Nothing remotely resembling an orgy takes place. I'm not sure most of the characters are ever seen shirtless, co- apart from Colin Robinson. Yeah. There's there's a little bit of sex in that episode. Oh, I, sp- like- yeah. <laughs> I suppose there's gags. It, yeah. But those are, they're, they're played as jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, like an actual, like, sensual show. <laughs> yeah. Nothing about the show would be arousing. <laughs> no. Unless. No. <laughs> um, it is very funny, though. Matt Berry. Um, Matt Berry is hilarious. And sexual. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just so good. And it's so funny. And it's just, like, this wonderful mix of, like, dark humor and absurdity mm. that just, like, Cracks me up so much. Let us begin by talking about Nando the Relentless. <laughs> it's not a bad Nando. This voice is one I can kind of do. 
<laughs> just has like a accent. He just talks a little bit like this. Yeah. With a vaguely European accent without really ever thinking about it. European, Asian, Middle Eastern... Something. Somewhere. It's it's pretty vague and generic, and it comes from a country that doesn't ever really exist in the real world anyway. Yeah. I think it's just the actor doing a silly voice. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Nando is the oldest of the vampires. Uh. You can't... Don't. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun through voices. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Nando is the oldest of the vampires in the group, the core group, the Staten Island vampires. Right, so... It's a slight preface. This is a show about several vampires that live in a house together in Staten Island, and it's a mockumentary about them. So yes, the first of which is Nandor. The Relentless. <laughs> Nandor the Relentless. Yeah, he's the oldest one. Back in the day, when he first became a vampire, he had 37 wives, mm. he was a warlord, Yeah. he had a horse who he beloved. Beloved? <laughs> he had a horse that he loved. <laughs> and he could speak better English than Alex. Uh-huh. Even before he learned it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now he lives in a house in the suburbs. And he, they want to conquer the new world, or at least the tri-state area. <laughs> They're not very good at it. Yeah. I mean, name one character who is good at conquering the tri-state area. <laughs> Doofenshmirtz would never. <laughs> Could never, I guess. I don't Nando's know. evil incorporated. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> like he wa- kind of wants to be the leader, but no one else wants him to be necessarily. He he thinks that he's a leader, yeah. And it, historically, he had been, yeah. But he's also kind of a dipshit, yeah. He's the only character in the house with a consistent familiar, uh huh. Who's Guillermo? Who yeah. we'll get to, yeah. And his relation, but his relationship with Guillermo is important. It is, yes. And like it. It changes and evolves throughout the show. It does. He doesn't quite... Like, he's not really quite sure what to make of anything. He kind of fills the role of uh, Viago a little bit from the original show. Like, mm. Taika Waititi's character from the film. Yeah. Who, like, he's kind of the most mild-mannered of the group. He's the one who wants them to get along the most and try yeah, to make the house yeah. nice to live in. He wants everyone to be friends. Um, he's easily talked into things. Yeah. Including he wants, like... Once, like, Guillermo starts asserting a bit more dominance, he's, like, he tries to respect that and, like, tries to respect Guillermo as a person to keep him around after he realizes how bad his life is when he loses Guillermo. Yeah. So he wants everyone to try and treat Guillermo a bit nicer. So he's a bit more accommodating. Yeah. Than most. He wants to sort of put out this, like, image of being this this relentless badass, you know, um, but he's probably, like, the softest <laughs> of any of the vampires in the house. Like... Yeah. He's, yeah. Underneath that facade, he is, um... Squishy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> he needs to be tucked into bed at night by Guillermo. Yeah. He's kind of kind of a big baby. Yeah. He has a very addictive personality. Mm. He loves the Big Bang Theory in one episode. <laughs> they go to... Atlantic they adapted City. it so well from from the uh, slot machine. Yep, the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, of course, the TV show, well known as an adaptation of a slot machine game. It's <laughs> <That's> incredible. <laughs> uh... Bazinga! <laughs> that is the war cry of Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> that got me real good. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it, listeners. That's the only bazinga we'll be getting on the show. <laughs> Unless... No. That won't happen. 
We're not sorting that show. Unless a guest wants to come on and absolutely tear it to shreds with us. Mm. <laughs> what Hogwarts house is Nandor? Do relentless. <laughs> Nandor. I, I don't know. Mm. Probably a Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah. It, somewhere between Gryffindor and Hufflepuff, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got like a lot of like pride though, yeah. which makes me think a little bit more Gryffindor. Okay. Um, he wants to be in charge, and he wants to feel important, like mm. he matters. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, he wants everyone to get along and be friends, which leans a little bit more Hufflepuff. Mm. I feel like his willingness to like encourage others to be nice. Mm. Uh, I think, considering especially the vampirism, he has a heck of a lot of loyalty to the group. Absolutely. Like, I think vampires in general probably aren't especially loyal. No. Certainly not to a familiar. No, absolutely not. Uh, Yeah, and then even, like, Colin Robinson, who, like, they keep around and they pretend they don't like, but, like, he's he's their friend. I think he has the most... Colin Robinson has the most connection with Laszlo, I think. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, buddies, but... Which is weird. It is funny. I guess, like, in season three in particular, when they become heads of the Vampiric Council... Nandor and Nadia get paired off for storylines a lot. Yeah, because they're the ones who are both really into trying to be the leaders. Yeah, yeah. Um, And like I said, like, Nandor sort of wants to be seen as this powerful, like, leading type. Yeah. And I don't know if that's quite what he is, but Mm. that's what he wants to be. And I don't know, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say... Gryffindor is what I would. Okay, I'll I'll go with you. Yeah, like okay. there is, I, I could see an argument for for her Hufflepuff. I could also see an argument for Slytherin. Mm. I think Slytherin's kind of the easy cop out one. Yeah, for these guys. But like the argument is there. Yeah. Um, but I I think I like Gryffindor best. Okay. Gryffindor, Nandor, Gryffindor. Just, <laughs> Nandor the Gryffindor. It just fits me. I am the ferocious lion. See, that's exactly what he would want. Rawr. <laughs> Let's talk about Nadia, Nadia. A.K.A. the only female main character. Uh, which is a step up from the movie, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> At least we've got one. <laughs> yep. And to be fair, I, lo- I love Nadia. Oh, she's great. But, like, that doesn't mean that she fills, like, the ladylike roles very oh, often. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, like, <laughs> just because she's, like, the only female character doesn't mean that she is, like, the female character, you know? Like, but she's... Although she as... will be, like, yes, I'm a woman and I need, like, like re- respect me as being, like, I'm the only woman here. I've got to stand up for myself. And like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way that she's written isn't to be, like, we're going shopping, tidy the house, and yeah. fashion, and blah, blah. Fa- She's just as ready to kill a man as anyone else. Oh, it, yeah. If not more so. Yes. She is, like, the most bloodthirsty. The fa- her favorite pastime is sex, usually with her husband, Laszlo, but you sh- whatever. Yeah, she's she's open. She's flexible. Vampires in general are open and flexible. Like, yeah. There's a regular standing orgy, and it's a great honor to be chosen to host the orgy. Yeah. Also, she has a recurring human lover who reincarnates throughout the ages. When they uh, start working for the Vampiric Council, Council. Council. (laughs) Um, they have to watch a sexual harassment orientation video, which is just, um, do whatever you want. So, you know, vampires are very... uh... Free and easy. Yeah. Nadia and Laszlo have a very loving relationship. Oh, they are yeah. very passionately in love. They adore each other. It's yeah. so sweet. Yeah. They also bicker like a couple who've been married for several centuries. Oh, yeah. 
But again, they're usually pretty petty, adorable little fights and they get over it yeah, immediately. Yeah. yeah. They, when it comes down to it, they will like kill for each other. Yeah. I mean that doesn't that doesn't And they do. That doesn't sound that impressive considering the context, but <laughs> uh, they're, they're also I mean, yeah, they'll kill they'll kill for much less is the thing. They'll yeah. ki- they'll kill to get their neighbor back a few hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> they'll hi- hypnotize some boxers so that one of the boxers punches the head of one of the other boxers clean off and sends it flying into the audience, which is fucking wild. <sighs> can't imagine that was the intention. Why not? I don't know. What, way, what better way to make sure they win the fight and win the bet than just by murdering the other boxer? Yeah. In the ring. Yeah, I guess that's a pretty <laughs> definitive win there. Oof. Uh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. D- that moment just took us both by surprise. <laughs> I know. Was like, oh, this is a fun episode. This is great. Uh, just some silly shenanigans in Atlantic City, yeah. and then oh, oh. Najee is the character who's got the most. She's the, working the most at least on her self-esteem. Yeah. There's one episode where each of the th- three main vampires finds their ghost has come to haunt them because it's got unfinished business, mm-hmm. and uh, as the episode resolves. Her her ghost sticks around and yeah. just like is then a recurring character for the rest of the show so far. Yeah, and it, it possesses a doll, and it's okay. Now there's two Nadias. I guess that's a way to get a second female character. <laughs> yeah, because um, she, you know, she appreciates having someone around who can back her up. Yeah, and who doesn't think with a penis. Yeah, so much of the time she is like the voice of reason. Mm. Um, like the the boys are just kind of stupid. And being stupid and proposing stupid ideas, and so, I mean, I not think... always. Sometimes she does a lot of stupid shit too. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think the bigger voice of reason is probably Guillermo. <laughs> Absolutely, um, but like she's just seems so exasperated with everyone else having like a different idea of what should be going on than her, and but she like will like fight tooth and nail to get her way as well. Yeah, like I like her a lot. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> she's very fun. Oh yeah. Very good character. I th- I think she is probably the most Slytherin of the group. Probably, yeah. She's, that like that cutthroatness, that, that ambitious drive to lead and yeah. be taken seriously and to get her way. Yeah, to get ahead. Yeah, but also that like super deep loyalty to, <laughs> to those get, that she cares about. To get ahead of a boxer. <laughs> <laughs> to get some head, you know, whatever. <laughs> to give some head, you yeah. know, just head all around. Head all around. Heads for everybody. <laughs> we apologize if this dog is snoring really loudly. The alternative was waking him up and having him scratch at the door because he wants to come in. Or out. Or in or out. Yeah. Yeah. It's better just let him sleep. Let sleeping dogs lie, as they say. <laughs> the old adage. Uh, shall we progress? Yeah, I like Nadia Slytherin. Yeah. Which means we come to the sexiest character in the show. <laughs> It's Laszlo. Laszlo. Matthew Berry. I can't begin to do his voice, which is funny because he's English. He just... I English voices are harder to do, though, like, specific specific people. Because, like, the other ones... Mm. Are, like, Nandor is a character voice. Yes. Matt Berry, that's just his voice. Yeah. And he's he, not doing a voice. No, that's just the voice he does in every show he's in. IT Crowd, Enchanted, yeah, anything Disenchanted, I've, rather. Yeah, anything I've seen him in, it's like, that's just him. That's yeah. just how he is. But! But! 
So Matt Berry, his vampire, he's the youngest vampire as a vampire in the group. Mm-hmm. Apart from Colin Robinson, who's a different case. Yeah. Nadia was his sire. Yeah. Um, and then and they... his and his loving wife. Yeah. He is like probably like the I want to say, the most boastful. Oh yeah. Of the group, I was gonna say the most proud, but I don't know if that's quite true. Um, they're all pretty proud. Um, but he's the most boastful. Like he will tell you, like, ah, oh, yes, I used to sail ships. I've I've been on every boat. I was a lawyer. I was the primary producer of pornographic materials for seven hundred years. <laughs> like, <laughs> and yet he's oh seven hundred years. I don't. I just pulled that number. Out <laughs> and yet he's also like the least concerned about being the center of attention. Yeah, he has the most confidence. I think. Yeah. Like, he will tell you about, like, all of the many, many accomplishments that he has done. Yep. Uh, Including owning a nice hat. Yeah. He <laughs> but he doesn't, he doesn't need you to, to know yeah. or to, like, approve of his accomplishments. He's like, I, I got It's cool. When you get as much sex as he gets, <laughs> you develop some confidence. <laughs> when you... Yeah. He's also, like, very friendly. Yeah. He, his best friend is their human next door neighbor. Yeah, and he's like not... And he genuinely cares about him. He genuinely likes this guy. Yeah. He's not like... "Ah." He turns to him to borrow some money in an episode where they need it when he can't hypnotize his way out of a problem, but then he goes out of his way to make sure he's able to return that money. Yeah, like he genuinely likes this person. He enjoys spending time with him. doesn't care that it's like a human or whatever, which like some other vampires would be like... Yeah. Um, he genuinely, like, hangs out with Colin Robinson yeah. and, Colin, like, invites him to stuff. I think that develops as the show went on. Yeah. I think they probably intended for everyone to, like, at the start of the show, for everyone to just not like Colin Robinson and yeah. then realised, oh, that's not fun to watch for several seasons, though. It's fine for an yeah. episode or two. And so they, like, build up this friendship, especially, again, when Nadia and... And Nandor, Nandor are, are doing their stuff. Yeah, leading the council. So, like, they... St- like, kind of steal back Laszlo's car together. Yeah, yeah. Despite the problems. And Laszlo's trying to help Colin find out about his energy vampire origins. Yeah. And also saves him from the siren, even though he, like, yeah, had absolutely no need to do that. Yeah. He just did it because it was a good thing to do. Yeah. And there's also, like, he's... But he's kind of like that to the whole group. We sure. Don't, like, and Guillermo. Not Guillermo. That's different. But um, remember, like, that episode where, like, Nandor was like, I have this crush on this girl that works in the gym. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh, I'll help you. I got this. Yeah. And, like, immediately was just, like, drop sort of everything to go yeah. help Nandor with this problem. Like, he he's just, he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly nice. <laughs> Surprisingly, like, kind, but also, like, a pompous ass. Uh, yeah, also definitely a big major dick. He's <laughs> If you're his friend, he's one of the best friends you'll ever have. Yes, absolutely. If not, he couldn't give a rat's ass about you. Yeah. Like, he doesn't respect familiars. He, like, he, he, he's like, yeah, familiars are the, essentially slaves. Although there was Topher, their familiar, that he did really he did like. like... I don't know, maybe he just doesn't like Guillermo. Yeah, it's someone else's familiar, so you have to, like, you don't care as much, you know? Maybe. What Hogwarts house? Weirdly, I want to say Slytherin. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
like for that like fraternal thing yes, keeping your friends close it's the fraternity thing yeah that like ride or die with like his friends and the people that he loves versus like does not give a shit about anyone else yeah um but then also like that super boastfulness and like something about that confidence has that draco malfoy kind of vibe you know that like sexual sw- oh fuck wait the one time i gotta oh. bring back the rule oh no <sighs> slytherins don't fuck gryffindors fuck and Laszlo is the fuckiest fuck who ever fucked. Do you think he's Gryffindor? No. I think the rule... I, this, I don't think the rule applies to this group. <laughs> I think the rule is broken. Yeah. I think the rule is finally defeated. Tanner, your evil is vanquished. <laughs> I have defeated the rule with episode 69 and the uh, sexual prowess of Laszlo Cravensworth. Good job for remembering his name on the spot. It's... I think it's Cravensworth. Yeah, that sounds right. They said Mr. <laughs> Cravensworth in the in the episode we just watched. Yeah, Slytherins can fuck now. House hot take. <laughs> Laszlo's sexual energy is so powerful that Slytherins now can fuck. <laughs> but plot development and uh, character growth for our stupid things. What's the bird he turned into? The sparrow. The sparrow. The most pathetic of the, the worst of all the birds. The worst of all birds. Uh. Uh, cracks me up. I think that's Laszlo. I think that's Laszlo. Well, so up next we've got Colin Robinson. That's a decent Colin Robinson. It's pretty easy to do a boring, nasally American voice too. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Colin Robinson is an energy vampire. And what that means is he likes to talk a great length about things you don't care about. Now, this is actually particularly interesting when you think about it, because he's different from most other vampires in a number of ways. For instance, he can't go out and he can go out in the daylight. He's not hurt by the sunlight in any way. He doesn't yeah, follow many of I the normal rules. Whenever the fuck you feel like, <laughs> please, I'm going to run out of things to say about Colin Robinson in a moment. Uh, yeah. Colin. How do energy vampires work, Alex? Um, basically, they talk to you, they're extremely boring, and they sap your energy. Just like me. <laughs> I think, I think everyone knows, everyone's, everyone's met one of these people. Everyone's met an energy vampire. Yeah, um, especially, like, if you've worked in an office. Yeah, they, uh, they love the sound of their own voice, and they ju- just don't take no for an answer, and, like... Yeah, and, like, they just sort of ignore the fact that you are bored or uncomfortable and yeah. they just keep talking about their own shit. You uh, know what's interesting about the processor i7236 compared mm. to the processor i7927 is actually that nothing is different and I, fuck yeah. you, I hate you. Yeah. Um, That's it. That's a the lot premise. of, like, fun facts that are not fun facts. Uh <laughs> <laughs> He also drains other vampires as a result, which is why yeah. early on the rest of the group are annoyed by him. But also, like, proves that like they're his friends; they're his only friends. He he cares about them, and they care about him. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I think he stops deliberately draining them as a result, but will yeah. still get in their way by draining people around them. Yes, <laughs> that they don't want to be drained. And it's like, Colin, look, if they're there for a meal, it's it's open open game like he could come in and right but it'll also go around with laszlo to the neighbor's house to annoy yeah, them yeah that's fair that's fair <laughs> one plot point that comes up i think starting in season two i want to say maybe three i forget eventually colin starts becoming interested in his origins because energy mm. vampires aren't sired to the way normal vampires are they and just not... spawn into existence well maybe. he's not sure where he came yeah. from or why he is like this believes like... that he spawned into existence but wants to learn more about it yeah um we do also know that like under the right circumstances, if he can acquire 
like basically as much energy as he wants. He is extremely powerful. <laughs> promoted at work and so was able to annoy the entire office. Eventually they had to close that office down and move him and that's when he like was able to reduce his powers because <laughs> he was stronger than the regular vampires. Oh yeah, he drained them of all their energy. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, he just doesn't do that because where's the fun in that? Yeah. He likes messing with people. Oh yeah. Um, he enjoys it. He does. It's not just feeding. It's he it's likes It's not about the power. He likes it's to about... play with his food. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um do you have a house reading for that? My thought is Slytherin, like big time Slytherin. Like he, yeah. he he's a little shit and he enjoys being a little shit. He does like like he he's required to be a little shit to survive, but also he it's fun for him. It is fun. If he could choose to be a different like if he could choose to subsist on anything else, he wouldn't. Yeah. He enjoys what he does. Yeah. I, I buy that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah, yeah. Slytherin for Colin Robinson. So that's a Gryffindor and three Slytherins. <laughs> But look, a bunch of bloodthirsty vampires. What, what else are we? Like, it, yeah, it's only so much you can do. Don't worry. The next what character is obviously a Hufflepuff. Is it Guillermo? It's Guillermo. Guillermo. Guillermo is the only human in the group compared yes. to the original movie, which like the 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 group's familiar was a very minor side character. Yeah, yeah. Again, again, like in the film though, a very put upon long. Long-suffering, yeah, person. So the way that familiars seem to work in this established lore universe, etc., um, is that vampires say like, if you're familiar, if you're my familiar for X number of years, I'll turn you into a vampire. But then they keep pushing that yeah. back and never actually turn them. Because the longer that a familiar is a familiar, the better they get at being a familiar. Mm-hmm. And why would you want to give up your very good servant? Yeah. So I think when the show starts, Guillermo has been Nando's familiar for ten years. I I think that's yeah something like that. Um, and he is sick of it. Everyone else treats him like he's their familiar as well, and he like treat just treats him like shit. Yeah. Um, but over time, of course, that develops. He turns out <laughs> he learns that he is descended from Van Helsing. Uh huh. And is therefore a naturally skilled vampire hunter. He like, accidentally kills a handful of vampires throughout yeah. the first season. Although, turns out the first one he killed, he didn't. Yeah, it's fine. Don't Oops. worry about it. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it starts off with him just sort of accidentally killing, like, a bunch of vampires. And then, but then as he realizes that, like, oh no, I've been killing vampires and I have this ancestry. Uh, oh, I'm actually just really good at killing vampires. Yeah. <laughs> and he starts doing it on purpose because... So in season two, at first, yeah, he's, like... Because they've been so because vampires have been dying around the group, the camp, vampiric council are like, "Oh, they're killing vampires. We better go and send some vampires to kill them because that's bad." And yeah. Wait a minute, that logic doesn't flow. But Guillermo decides to start defending them from all the vampires trying to attack in them in secret, but without he doesn't them knowing. Tell them until the season finale when he kills an entire theater full of vampires in front of them <laughs> to save them from being executed. Yeah. After which he becomes their bodyguard. Yeah. Which, which is, is very promotion. different. It's very different from a familiar. Yes. Um, he does a lot of the same jobs, though. He does the, it's entirely the same. Yeah. But he does start kind of standing up for himself and taking yes. more charge and being like, hey, I am a valuable asset to you. Yeah. And if you don't want me here to do the shit that you don't know how to do yeah. or to protect you or whatever, I will leave. Um, and so they, the vampires... Na like, Nandor was trying to respect him more early on because, like, at one point Guillermo quit and, like, came back 
yeah, to more respect. Yeah. So Nando's been trying to treat him with more respect for a while anyway. Yeah. Why they don't just turn him at this point is not made clear. I don't know. I because don't he's know. he's paid his dues. Because if he's killing vampires as a vampire, if he's being their bodyguard as a vampire, then he's breaking vampire law by killing vampires. Well, they're the council now, though. That's true. So if any vampires are trying to attack them, those vampires are already breaking vampire law, I think. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. It's all kind of bullshit. It's a bunch of nonsense. Um, Another important plot development mm. is the Guillermo is absolutely in love with Nandor. He super is. Yeah. I don't know if, like, the show's going anywhere with that. We're... Oh, it will be. That's, like, like in w- that episode that you mentioned with Nando having a crush on the gym girl. Yeah. She brought up the fact oh, that... Oh, yeah, that he was yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I'm not sure if that was just a gag in that episode, or... It's that, no. I think the show is aware enough that they wouldn't do the mm. haha gay as a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, like, we haven't seen the last few episodes of season, season three. three, so who knows? And also the show is ongoing. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. they're gonna end up together. You think so? Yeah. Well, currently the guide lady is, like, super trying to get in on some yeah. Guillermo action. Yeah. <laughs> like, vampires seem to just, as a general rule, be pan. Oh, yeah. Laszlo yeah, more yeah. so than most. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they all are into whatever fucking. Yeah, that's fair. Which reminds me of, like, how Laszlo's ghost's unfinished business was he died or became... He became a vampire mid-sex. Like, oh. he was having sex with Nadia and Nadia converted him. So his unfinished business was to finish having sex. So he fucked his own ghost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great. Is it? It's great for that... Like, <laughs> it's great as a character bit about Laszlo. Like, yeah. Ah, yes. He was so horny that he couldn't pass on to the afterlife. <laughs> What's that like? Um, there's like a list. It's like a would you fuck your clone? Yeah. <laughs> Laszlo would just be like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like just yes, just simple yes. Yeah. No explanation needed. Yeah. No clarification. <laughs> no. Like, yeah, like some absolutely. people would be like, who better? Th- who would know better how to fuck me than me? It's like, yeah, that's fine. But also anyone else. But also just yes. <laughs> Laszlo says yes. Except Guillermo. Uh. Yeah, Guillermo would probably say no. Well, also, Laszlo wouldn't ask. Yeah. He'd probably fuck Colin Robinson. He probably would. And he did try to make out with the neighbor, Sean. He did. Guillermo. Guillermo. We're talking about Guillermo. the most hardworking, most loyal. Yes, yes, like, yes. It takes, it takes years of being put upon for him to even leave for, temporarily, and then he comes back very quickly. Because he does genuinely care about these assholes <laughs> he's, he's, like, protecting. Yeah. But, uh, but the others, too. Like, yeah. He, he does care about the whole group. Yeah, like, he doesn't want anything to happen to them, either. Yeah. Um, they're, a t- they're, a, they're a family. They're a family. <laughs> As Colin Robinson says, like, if, when officers call people their family, they're more likely to neglect their actual family and put up with all sorts of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Which, to be fair, Guillermo has done the whole show. We know he has family. At one point, he goes and stays he goes with his and mother. Stays with his mom, yeah. Oh, okay. Guillermo. Oh, Guillermo. He's a big old Hufflepuff. Yeah. Um. Also, like to add to that Hufflepuff thing, extremely self-sacrificing. Yeah. Like putting other people's needs before his own. He's yeah. getting better about that. Like he's started to stand up for himself a yeah. bit more. The further into the show you get. Which means, Alex. Means that it's time. It's time for the lightning bolt round. All right, for the lightning round, JD, could you please tell me about Sean? So Sean is their next door neighbor, who is a recurring character. He is—he's just a guy. He, like he's a—he's a pretty typical like middle-aged American man. He loves sports. He has a 
kind of shitty relationship with his wife until he gets his mind wiped and then he becomes the most loving, doting husband. Yeah. He has a gambling problem. He loves Laszlo, his best friend. <laughs> he gets suckered into pyramid schemes. He's, oh, yeah. You know, idiotic, typical middle American, like, stereotype yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. <sighs> He's got a Jersey accent, doesn't he? Probably. It's all about the Mets, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a house for that? I'm gonna go Slytherin. Okay. Yeah. That's fun. I like that. Alex, tell me about Charmaine. Charmaine is Sean's wife, who, uh, in like an episode, we find out like they're, you know, he, she doesn't feel like she's being appreciated enough, and blah blah blah. But um, then Sean turns around and uh, like they fall in love again. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, and she's just like very much like the same kind of person as he is. Oh, again, also very much the stereotype of like the 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 typical middle american's wife she's probably she probably doesn't work she probably is a housewife yeah who she likes to have fun she likes to you know party a little yeah. bit come on girls let's leave these boys to their sports yeah yeah that kind of thing yeah i don't think they have any kids or anything so like they're just so. kind of having a fun time yeah doing doing whatever yeah um i'm going to say she's a gryffindor though sure vibes. Tell me about the Baron. The Baron first appears in the first episode and is a minor recurring bit throughout season one and then returns in season three, I guess. Is the Baron the one played by Doug Jones? Yes, I think yes, so. Yes, okay. So the Baron is a very powerful vampire from the old country, which country is not really made clear. <laughs> I th- He sired Nadia. I don't think he actually has any connection to Nandor because when they did the whole thing about the sires dying, yeah. Nandor had nothing to do with that connection specifically. Yeah. Um... And they're very afraid of him at first. He's got a lot of power. They, at one point, are like, eh, let's kill him. And then they go out drinking with him and don't kill him. Because he's just a chill guy. He's very, he's very <laughs> chill and very fun. And he wants the best. He Honestly, yeah, he really does just want the best for them. He wants to have a good time. Guillermo accidentally kills him. But, but then he came back in season three because I guess he was only mostly dead. They dug him up and he was just a torso, a head, and a single arm. <laughs> and then he rode around on a there dog a and a direct, car. a direct... Um... Princess Bride reference as well, and he's like, I was just mostly dead. And like, yeah, so he comes back through him, and they're like, oh, you're alive. And he's like, yes, have you conquered the new world yet? He's like, well, we've taken, we've conquered the vampiric council. He's like, hey, that's great. He's so proud of it. Yeah. He's just, he's just, he's just a good, he's chill. And then it ends with him going to live with the sire and the hellhound <laughs> and eating people from um, Airbnb. Yeah. And they're pretty happy and peaceful and chill so i'm gonna go hufflepuff i like that yeah yeah just here to party i want okay so like i know that this show is already a spin-off Fucking but hell. can we have a spin-off? no because all of the content that would come from that spin-off has already been mined in that one thirty second scene fair enough <laughs> fair alex enough. tell me about jenna jenna appears only in season one and she is a college student who gets turned into a vampire by accident. By accident. And then Nadia, like, tries to help her sort of come into her own. Yeah. Uh, she can turn invisible, which is, like, her, like, sp- unique special personal power. Yes. Um, I think she's probably a Hufflepuff. Yeah, I'm surprised they brought her back up again. I know. Mm. I-, I wonder if, like, the actress just didn't want to mm. come back or something. I really liked her character. I'm going to argue that she's Ravenclaw. Okay. For two reasons. One, we haven't had a single Ravenclaw Not yet. a valid reason. Continue. So while we haven't had a single Ravenclaw yet, which is a valid reason, and two, LARP. Oh yeah, she did do LARP. Pretty nerdy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) 
I forgot about that, honestly. I just That's, had forgotten. That is why I put that as like her brackets right there in front oh, of your right. eyes that you could read. I didn't read that. <laughs> I'll give you Ravenclaw. So tell me about Jeff slash Gregor. I would love to, but I'm not going to. Fuck. Tell me about Simon the Devious. Simon the Devious, who is not Jeff slash Gregor, is an old vampiric rival character who has got a... When, they, when he's introduced, he's got a, a large vampiric social standing in the New York-ish area. I forget mm-hmm. exactly. It's not New York. It's, it's like Staten Island. No, because they're Staten Island. Oh. Maybe it is New York. I don't know. Somewhere in the tri-state area. Yeah. And... He has a nightclub. Yeah. He's an old... He's an old frenemy of the groups, and he really likes Laszlo's hat, and he wants it, so he puts a lot of work into trying to get this hat, and it's a cursed witch's hat, and it's not good for him, and then his life turns to shit, and he is briefly, like, in love with a fish or something. <laughs> I, I forget exactly what was going on there. Um, it was all pointing at the hat, though. But, I mean, he's, he's it's, it's in the name. He's devious. He's Slytherin. Oh, yeah. Alex, you, I would like you, please, personally, you as a person to tell me, who is me, about Jeff slash Gregor. I would love to. I was actually kind of uh, excited that I got to do this one. Um, (laughs) I think Gregor is a hilarious character. (laughs) I think it's very funny. Um, (laughs) Gregor is the reincarnated soul of Nadia's human lover. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Who comes back as this guy called Jeff who works in a car park, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's like car... Uh, parking lot security <laughs> and throughout his many lives he has taken many forms and Nadia has loved all of them and Laszlo has killed all of them and Laszlo has killed all of them specifically by beheading yeah uh, the guy himself he's just an absolute dipshit he survives as a ghost he does which is when the ghost stuff is introduced yeah um, and that's not fun for Nadia because she can't fuck him <laughs> but I think very funny especially when like nadia sort of like gives him his past memories and he's yeah. just this regular guy running around new york like no oh! <laughs> he's got got a bit of a, like a chris hemsworth as thor voice yeah. what hogwarts house um i think gregor's probably a gryffindor okay yeah <laughs> uh tell me oh. about nadia's ghost so nadia's ghost when all the ghosts show up nadia's ghost hangs out and possesses a doll it's just nadia it's, it's just, just still nadia it's just again. nadia still it's her ghost because she died when she became a vampire. So the ghost is human. It's a human ghost. Yeah. But still maintains all of her... Personality. Yeah, which doesn't make the slightest bit of sense because it's a very vampire personality that's very hateful towards humans and spiteful and doesn't give a shit about life. But the important thing is that... So I think it was it was a secret at first. And then mm. I think like in the season two finale, like when everything went to shit, Guillermo found out about it. So like everyone just knows now that Nadja just has <laughs> this doll of herself. It's like her best friend. Yeah, they they they're very fond of each other, very loving and caring and supportive. Yeah, they're like It's just Nadia again, so Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, tell me about the guide. The guide played by Christian Shaw. Is played by Christian Shaw, who I also love. <laughs> it's just Mabel wandering around barking vampire orders at people. <laughs> she just like appears and then disappears and she's over here now and yeah, I guess teleporting is her uh, That's like her special power. thing, yeah. She does a lot of teleporting type stuff. Uh, she is sort of the caretaker, I guess, of the Vampiric Council. Mm-hmm. Like, she's in charge of making sure that the place runs hmm. and there's someone in charge to do the things. But I think she's really in charge. Like, she doesn't make the, like, yeah. the judgments, but she's running everything else. So in season, she had, like, a 
minor appearance in season one when they were put on trial mm-hmm. and like the vampire council at the time like were competent and yeah, she, yeah, yeah she was just there to like summon the group yeah and then did they did Guillermo kill all of the the council did he kill Tilda Swinton maybe I don't remember like she definitely wasn't in the episode yeah but is the implication because the council are no longer there that Guillermo killed Tilda Swinton I suppose and all of the cast of the original what we do in the shadows I don't know I guess Blade yeah well I don't know Blade came in on a via video call so he might not have been there yeah (laughs) anyway Hogwarts house I think she's a Ravenclaw okay I think she's very organized and wants to sort of keep to a strict routine and schedule and have everything or in order. Mm-hmm. So JD, tell me about the Hellhound. So the Hellhound was brought in by a vampire. I forget his name. He's a recurring character, but he's not that important. He's not on our list. Um, brought in in a cage as being like an illegal pet being kept by this vampire. Guillermo frees it from the cage. It's just a, it's a, just a golden retriever. It's a golden retriever. He's just an adorable dog and he's very lovely. Like, very good at tricks. He lays down. Yeah. He carries around the Baron in the next episode. <laughs> so good. Uh, and ends up going to live with the Baron and the Sire. And then it's revealed that he is a hellhound because he can breathe fire. Oh, yeah. No, there was no doubt that it was a hellhound. I honestly, I, like, well, I don't know. It was making, like, not dog noises. Well, I thought that was just a joke. Yeah. My thought was in the previous episode that it was just like that one vampire's regular pet dog before he got turned and everyone assumed it was a hellhound. Uh, but <laughs> No, he's actually a hellhound. I think either way, it's a, it's a funny bit. That's fair. That's I, think it's, fair. I think it's a funny bit when you think it's just a dog and then when it reveals that it is a hellhound, that's also funny. I think it's also a funny bit that it you think that it's a hellhound, but also it just looks like a fluffy golden retriever. It's good in every every conceivable way. Anyway, the fact is, Slytherins can now fuck, but dogs are still all Hufflepuffs. Yeah, he's a good boy. Hufflepuff. A good dog. Alex, tell me about the sire. The sire is the original vampire. The vampire that sired all other vampires. Or... Yeah. Made yeah. one, you know, made some, and then those made more, and then yeah. etc. So, like, the grandfather of all vampires. Mm. Um, has and been around so long that has become... Monstrous. Yeah. Uh, There's an urban myth among vampires that if your sire is killed, you will die. And if the original sire dies, that means all vampires would die, apparently. So they keep the sire safe, locked up in a cell somewhere... Uh, Turns out he doesn't like that. Yeah, not a huge fan. Also, they forgot to feed him, so he broke out to go get some snacks. Uh, and then... They just gave him a nice house. Yeah, they turned out... It turns out, oh, he just he just wants to, like, go live somewhere and be chill. Yeah. So, you know, he goes and lives with the Baron and their hellhound in a house in, like, upstate New York or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I... Th- probably a Slytherin. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell me about Jim the Vampire. Jim the Vampire is a vampire whose name is Jim the Vampire. <laughs> and he's played by Mark Hamill. Yeah! And his name is Jim the Vampire. Yeah! He has an old grudge against Laszlo because Laszlo skipped out on paying like a motel payment or something. Yeah, and it was like a couple dollars. Yeah. Um, so it was from so long ago. So he's been hunting Laszlo for like a hundred years or something. Yeah. Uh, shows up, ends up like making peace with Laszlo. Really likes volleyball. <laughs> also a chill dude. Hufflepuff. Yeah, Jim the Vampire Hufflepuff. Alex, please tell me about the entirely distinct and unique character of Jackie Daytona. Ah, uh, 
Okay, so... Who I thought was called Duke Baloney, who is from DuckTales. <laughs> Jackie Daytona is Laszlo's alter ego. Laszlo owes, owes Jim money, and so he skips town, starts a new life as Jackie Daytona, where he works at a bar and supports the local girls' volleyball team. And then... The rest of the characters are only in the first 30 seconds of the episode, and it's an entirely different show for the episode. And he's beloved by the community. His disguise is a toothpick in his mouth, (laughs) which is probably not a good plan, because that's basically a tiny wooden steak. (laughs) Um, this episode is so funny to me. It's buck fucking wild. It's a single episode, and it just, like, I think about it all the time. It just, like... It just floats in my head sometimes. Like, oh, I remember Jackie Daytona. And <laughs> just, I can't. It's insane. I can't get over it. I love it so, so much. Um, Jackie Daytona's a Hufflepuff. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about Viago. So Viago is from the original What We Do in the Shadows. Is played by Take Away TV, but uh-huh. appears in the show as part of the Vampiric Council. And looks directly into the camera when doing a vampire dance because he's a big fucking nerd. Yeah. That's it. He's the nerdiest of the original cast. He's In the original show, he was the one who was most interested in keeping the house tidy and Mm -hmm. organizing the group and was, like, being a bit of a cradle snatcher with his 90-year-old girlfriend. He was kind of like a a 19th century dandy or something, I think is what they describe him as. Like, Like, upper-class fancy boy. Many years ago, he had a lover, but he lost contact with her, but then he found her, and then he sired her, and now... Yeah, he's like 400, she's like 90, so he's a cradle robber, even though she looks decrepit. Yeah. Which is hilarious, it's great. It's very funny. Delightful. Taika Waititi is incredible. Yeah. Thank you, Taika, for Thank you. all you do. Thank you. Viago in this show is, we don't get that much from him, so I'm going to base it on that and say he's a half above. Oh, I think he's a Ravenclaw, but it's fine, it's a lightning bolt round. Oh, I'm curious to hear why. But... <laughs> Alex, tell me about Deacon. Deacon. He was the youngest vampire from the original movie. Yeah, I can picture him. He's like the... I don't know how to describe him. Cool youngster wearing leather jackets. Yeah, like I, I'm picturing him in these leather pants. Yeah. <laughs> um, no nonsense. Yeah, just, just... Also on the Vampiric Council. He is also on the Vampiric Council. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about his character okay. or his development or whatever. Me neither. He's mostly on here because I couldn't include, include him. Yeah, um... <laughs> I think Deacon's a Gryffindor. Okay. Tell me about Vladislav. So Vladislav, the final member of the original group of vampires, he was the oldest one, lots of facial hair. He, in his youth, was known for his ability to shapeshift, but has kind of screwed that up a bit. (laughs) Sometimes he can't get the faces right. Yeah, a bit like Ditto. I love Vladislav Cat, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, he's like Ditto in that he can't change his face. Yeah. Or, that was just that's just when he's upset though. Yeah. Like when he finds out that his ex-wife or whatever is. He's old and angry. And I'm gonna go Slytherin. Yeah, that adds up. And finally, Alex, please tell me about the camera crew. The camera crew. Because <laughs> uh, it's a mockumentary. It's a mockumentary, and it's exactly the same as The Office. Yeah, and most of the time the crew are not really part of the story, yeah. but on occasion, uh, there are little sort of nods to them existing. Oh, yeah. Um, 
characters mentioning like why are these humans here or yeah uh, and also like when they do talking heads the cameras the characters are very aware of the fact that they are being taken aside to do talking heads yeah Guillermo yeah, yeah. is upset about being placed with the doll and then just takes off his mic and walks out yeah Laszlo when they're facing a siren tells the camera crew to turn off the microphones and plug their ears yeah stuff like that like there are like nods to the fact that like oh yeah there are humans here and they do like protect them yeah like they keep them safe oh yeah yeah they're, yeah. they're very like they're very happy and excited to be part of this documentary <laughs> it's very for funny. several years yeah it's delightful i have two readings on the documentary crew Either they are Hufflepuffs because they are incredibly patient and hardworking for putting up with all of the shit, mm. or they are Ravenclaws because of their dedication to learning more about the vampires and uncovering that. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Okay. I think Ravenclaw. Yeah, and like the the presenting this this untold story essentially. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That that sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we do in the shadows. Sorted. <laughs> oh my, very sexual. Nice. Nice, 69. Nice, 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 nice. nice Intercourse. Nice, nice. <laughs> Vulva. Laszlo likes to sc- carve topiaries of vulvas. He does. His wife's and his mother's. Yeah. For some reason. It's a very sexy show. Yeah. Vulva topiary. <laughs> Vulviary. Vulviary. Thanks. Alex. Yes. I would like you, please, to be invited by me. <laughs> to sort it out. Okay, so I didn't really have much prepared. It's the day after Christmas. <laughs> We're just... It's Boxing sort Day. Of, it's Boxing Day. We're just vibing. Um, so let's talk about the development of vampires in Harry Potter. Okay. Because um, we're talking about vampires. Sure. So like, there is like a vampire mentioned. Yep. Um, a, he, Harry meets one vampire. He does, yes. He's got like a... Sanguini. Sanguini, which fucked up name, but all right. Ha ha, blood. <laughs> yeah, like... Um, I would like... I, I want to know more. I want to know more about this. Yeah? Um. So, like, clearly vampires are, like, a thing. And they're chill enough to get invited to an occasional party. Mm. So, like, are they well-behaved vampires that don't eat humans? It might be that it's a rare example for a vampire like to be well behaved. Like this particular he's, vampire, he's with the he's with the author who wrote the biography about him. I think sure. that author has kind of like tamed him to an extent. Sure, but still has to be like Sanguini, No, don't eat the children. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to, I want to know more. How? How is that going to be? Inst- how is that going to be made relevant to Harry's journey? Less homophobic werewolf stuff. Mm-hmm. More sexy vampire stuff. You're familiar, of course, with the old fan theory about vampires in Harry Potter. Mm-mm. Oh, really? Mm-mm. Well, it's one specific vampire in Harry Potter. Oh. There was a, it was a long thought that Snape was going to be revealed oh, to be a vampire because okay. of all the vampiric imagery surrounding sure, him yeah, being described often... as acting like, like looking like a bat. Yeah. In in Deathly Hallows, when he flees Hogwarts, he does leap out the window, and I believe he was heard to scream, "Bat!" <laughs> Uh-huh, yeah, that's canon. Um, also, next time Harry Potter gets remade because Alan Rickman is unfortunately no longer with us, rest mm-hmm. in peace, um, I do require that Snape is played by Matt Berry. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that's, how oh. I, that's another way that I'm going to fix Harry Potter today. People will think you're up! <laughs> Can you imagine? To something. So good! Oh. Turn to page 394... That would be incredible. I would love to watch that. Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Next time it happens, I want Snape to play play someone who's age appropriate. Oh, that's good too. Yeah. How old is Matt Berry? I don't know. Probably not 
He's probably too old. Mid thirties. Yeah. If he's not mid thirties, he's too old. Oh, he's older than that. Gosh, yeah, I'm in my thirties. Yeah, he's like at least forty-five. He's forty-seven. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Matt Berry, too old. Well, I can dream. I can pretend. Unless it's animated and he can be a voice actor. Oh, give me that, please. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give want. Mm. Um. Anyway, the vampire stuff. Just like not have. I don't know. Just have it like not be some like sideshow thing, like weird shit. Have it be part of what's going on have you be fun and interesting and not yeah. just haha look no just like a throwaway I, I, bit. I mentioned magic so here's a vampire i guess yeah like give us i don't know a conversation with the guy we'll have more vampires have vampires helping fight the war on either side on mm. both sides yeah. um like what can they do that wizards can't are they wizards originally or can they become from muggles or anyone yeah. like what is their role in the wizarding society like there i have so many questions and none of them are answered and i guess that's how i want to fix it is that i just want to know more Lupin and Snape just have a whole deal arranged where Snape makes the potion for Lupin and Lupin just gives him some blood every so often. Yeah, just sure, yeah. Have Snape, like, actually be a vampire and then we yeah. can just, like, dig into that as... Yeah. And maybe that's why he hates Lupin so much is there's, like, a vampire werewolf feud, which is classic. <laughs> classic. We didn't talk about the werewolves and what we do in the shadows. We didn't talk about the werewolves or the swearwolves. <laughs> They're not swe- No, they're werewolves, they're werewolves not, not swearwolves. swearwolves. I love so much. I can't believe we didn't sort that. Yeah, we never, we never did. I swear we must have talked about it. Uh, it's yeah. so good. Go watch every What We Do in the Shadows media. I love it. Yeah. It is rated R, though. Well, of course, because it's sexual. And full of curse words. And sex. Maybe occasional nudity? I don't know. Horny. Matt Berry's there. Phallic. Yeah, that one is true. Thank you for listening to Sorted. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other sexy shows on the network, <laughs> such as... Oh god, what's a sexy show on the network? <laughs> oh no, hold on, hold on. Sexy show on the network. Green Mountain Mysteries. <laughs> I feel like it's probably Green Mountain Mysteries. Ghoul Tank. And our other show, Pokemakers, which is not a sexy show in any way. It no, is kid-friendly. Yeah. Please don't. It's very, it's don't for, be weird. That's for kids. It's Pokemon. Don't be weird. Yeah. Thank you to Mamma Giacomo for the use of our very sexy theme song, the House of Awesome theme song. And if you agree or disagree with our sorting, you can find us on Twitter at SortedPod. You can also find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. And while you're there on Twitter, tweet at us. Not not sex vampires tweet us your favorite vampires yeah we probably said that for Buffy but like no one ever did so vampires yeah. give them we'll sort tweet them us your favorite vampires no wait 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 wait. I've got better I've got better uh-huh. I've got better than that yeah and while you're there on Twitter if you like 69 <laughs> tweet at us your favorite numbers <laughs> and we'll sort them <laughs> oh no 420 tweet us your favorite numbers how does Tree one 30. sort a number Pie. I'm going to tell you my favorite number. The golden ratio. I'm going to tell you my favorite number, and I want you to sort it for me. I'll do it. Because I don't understand how this can happen. Mm. 17. 17. Well, that's a prime number, of course. Mm -hmm. Delightful number. Mm. Just below adulthood in certain areas of the world. (laughs) Don't make it weird. I'm not, I'm not. (laughs) But my point is... You're you're at that point where you're reaching maturity. It's you're at the peak and pinnacle of your education, Ravenclaw. Okay. I, all right. Fine. Okay. Bye.
Goodbye. All you sexy little people who... What is happening? I'm, I'm ending... I'm cutting you off here. Don't harass our audience like this. 69! Bye. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Start a new house. It's called awesome. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. So here's what you missed on Loser Like Me. A musical TV show called Glee aired for six seasons and Christina and Tanner decided to rewatch the whole thing. It's really wild. Anything goes on this show. The whole conflict is about a cheerleading coach trying to destroy a glee club. But it's also about finding your true self and being special. Well, their teacher's a cuck and I'm pretty sure his degree fell off the back of a truck. There's lots of yelling about good representation from the show and the two of us. And I don't think the writers are always sure what show they're even writing. Yeah. Tanner gets passionate about Kurt. Christina gets really upset about incorrect use of Spanish. Look, it happens. And so many interesting characters don't get the screen time they deserve. Like Tina, Ari, Mike, So if you want to hear what was going on beyond just the singing and the dancing, check out Loser Like Me. It's a podcast where we find the best parts of this show and hold nothing back talking about the worst ones. You can find us on whatever podcast provider you use. Or on Twitter at LoserLikeMePod. And And that's that's what what you missed on Glee. Glee!